This is the Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. This is going to be the reading from St. Andrew's Missal for the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. Here's the introduction. The lessons of this Sunday's office are taken from Ecclesiastes or Job according as the Sunday falls in August, 4th or 5th Sunday, or September, 1st or 2nd Sunday. Commenting on the former, St. Gregory says, There are men, all athirst for passing joys, who are ignorant or indifferent where eternal blessings are concerned. Poor wretches! They congratulate themselves on possessing the good things of this life without regretting those of the world. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Without regretting those of the world above which they have lost. Fashioned for light and truth, they never lift up the, the eyes of the soul. Never betray the smallest desire or longing for the contemplation for their eternal home. Giving themselves over to the pleasures amongst the, which they are thrown, they bestowed their affections upon a dreary place of exile as if this were their fatherland. They surround themselves... Oh, I'm sorry... And surrounded by darkness, they are full of rejoicing as if they were illuminated by a brilliant light. On the other hand, the elect, in whose eyes fleeting goods are of no value, seek after those for which their souls were made. Keeping in this world by bonds of the flesh, each nonetheless is carried in a spirit beyond it while making the wholesome resolve to despise the passing things of time and to, to desire things which are to endure for eternity. As for Job, he is set before us in Holy Scripture as if a type of man detached from the goods of the world. Uh, I'm sorry, if he says... We have received good things at the hand of God. Why should we not receive the rest? The Lord said, The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed is the name of our Lord. The proper for today's Mass is inspired by the same thoughts, the Holy Ghost whom the church received at Pentecost, has formed a new man in us who resists the outward manifestations of the old man, namely covetousness, and the search for riches in order to satisfy it. The Spirit of God is the Spirit of Liberty, who, by making us children of God, our Father and, our, and brethren of Jesus our Lord, frees us from the slavery of sin and the tyranny of concupiscence. 
They that are Christ, says St. Paul, have crucified their flesh with the vices I'm sorry, I'm going to reread this. They there are Christ, says St. Paul, have crucified their flesh with the vices and concupiscency. Walk in a spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are contrary to one another. And our Lord says, no man can serve two masters, for he will either hate one and love the other, or he will sustain one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And for those of you who are unaware, mammon just means the things of this world. It just doesn't mean money. St. Augustine, in expounding this passage, says, Whoever is a slave of riches, and we know that only too often they are the source of pride, avarice, injustice, and lust, is subject to the hard and wicked master. Entirely, he he who does not love him, for who can love the devil? But all the same, he endures him. On the other hand, who does not hate God? For this no man's conscience will let him do. But he despises him, that is, he does not fear him as if he were sure of his goodness. The Holy Ghost puts us on guard against negligence and pernicious sense of security. When he says by the prophet, say not, the mercy of the Lord is great. Ecclesiastes uh, verse 6. But know that the benignity of God leads you to patents. Romans chapter 2 verse 4. For who is more merciful than he who pardons the sins of all who turns to him and who gives the fertility of the olive to the wild branch and who of their infidelity has cut them off. If anyone wishes to love God, to contrive never to offend him, let him think, or I'm sorry, let him not think that he who can serve two masters Let him have a single intention free from duplicity. Thus must um, you think upon the Lord's goodness and seek him him in simplicity of heart. Therefore, he goes on, I tell you not to have any superfluous anxiety as to what you eat and what you will put on, lest perhaps without seeking superfluities, the heart may become double and pursuing what is necessary, your intentions may be turned aside to seek your own interests rather than the advantages of your neighbor. B. 
Before all, then, let us seek the kingdom of God and his justice and glory. Let us put all our hope in the Lord. He is our protector. It is he who sends us his angels to deliver those who serve him and who upholds our weak human nature. For those without his divine assistance, it would surely fail. It is for without this divine assistance that it would surely fail. It is the Eucharist which wins for us the favor of the Almighty God, which is strengthening us and making our own salvation sure. Let us love above all things to pray in the courts of the Lord and go there to sing our praises of God and our Savior. Then let us look after temporal affairs but without being unduly anxious about them. Such solicitude would be an outrage to our Heavenly Father who loves his two children, who lets them want for nothing, provided they seek his glory for all else. That is the end of the introduction. The introit to today, well, not today's Mass, but the introit to the Mass is Psalm 133, verses 10 through 11. The introduction to this is, in the fourth verse of the introit psalm, we read that the humblest of birds find their refuge at the Lord's altars which are our own shelter and protection. And the sixth verse speaks of the blessedness of those who walk in innocence, who hope in the Lord of hosts. This is the psalm. Behold, O God, our protector, and look upon the face of your Christ. For better is one day in the courts above than thousands How lovely are your tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs and fainteth for the courts of the Lord. Glory be to the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. The collect is, Keep, we beseech you, O Lord, your church, with perpetual peace, because the frailty of man without you cannot but fail. Keep us ever by your help from all things hurtful and lead us to all things profitable to our salvation. The epistle for this Mass is in Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 24. The introduction is that we may be able to judge whether we are led by the flesh or spirit, St. Paul mentions certain vices to which our Lord nature may carry us. He points out three sins against purity, two against the virtue of religion, nine against charity, and two against temperance. These are the works of the flesh. Then the apostle passes to the fruits of the Spirit, which he enumerates under the names of the 12 Christian virtues. I'm sorry, Catholic virtues. Whoever practices these virtues is led by the Spirit of God. 
who is the spirit of liberty, leading him to crucify the flesh, that he may no longer be a slave and produce actions which are agreeable fruit. Who can express the peace enjoyed by the soul of a man who is mortified, pious, and charitable, guided by the spirit of adoption, that is, by his fiel love toward God and his Father, he no longer he has no longer to flee from the threats of the law of fear from which he has been set free, but to make sure of his inheritance in heaven. Thus, to flee from vice and practice virtue is truly to seek the kingdom of God. A lesson from the epistle of St. Paul, uh, Paul the Apostle to the Galatians. Brethren, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are contrary to one another, so that you do not, so you do, not do the things that you so that you would not do the things that you normally would. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are fornication, uncleanliness, immodesty, luxury, idolatry, witchcrafts, amenities, contentions, wraths, quarrels, dissensions, sex, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like, of which I foretell you as as I have been foretold to... I'm going to repeat that. As I have foretold to you that they who do such things shall not obtain the kingdom of God, But the fruit of the Spirit is charity, joy, peace, patience, benignity, goodness, longanimity, mildness, faith, modesty, consistency, chastity. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified their flesh with the vices and concupiscence. The gradual is from Psalm 67, verses 8 through 9. The introduction reads, St. Paul quotes this psalm in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 6, to show that God has promised never to abandon his faithful servants. Consequently, there is no need for them to concern themselves unduly with the future or to lay up treasure as the misers do. It is good to confide in the Lord rather than have confidence in man. It is good to trust in the Lord rather than trust in princes. Alleluia, alleluia. Come, let us praise the Lord with joy. Let let us joyfully sing to our God, our Savior. Alleluia. The gospel reading for this Mass is Matthew chapter 6, verses 24 through 33. 
The introduction says, The Lord, says St. Augustine, wants us to remember that in creating us and making us consist of soul and body, Almighty God has given us much more than food and clothing. He does not wish our hearts to be divided by these cares. Is it not, he says, the life more than food? That you may understand that he who has given you life will still more easily give you the food that, re that you require to nourish, nourish it. And the body more than clothing. That you may realize that he has given you a body and will still more easily give you the clothing to cover it. He who by his power has made your body grow in its present height can equally well clothe you by his divine providence. In the lilies of our fields, I'm sorry, in the lilies of the field, our Lord finds the example of what he said about clothing and about food in the birds of the air. All this does not mean that we are to remain idle. Our Lord did not reprove a prudent thrift, but the lack of trust in the divine. Providence, that anxiety about the material things, which stands so much in the way of true freedom of spirit, keeps us from being generous in the Lord's service. And that's the end of the introduction. According to the Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, at, at the time Jesus said to his disciples, no man can serve two masters, for, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will sustain the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Once again, mammon just means the things of this earth, not money, well, not just money. Therefore I say to you, be not solicitous for your life. What you will eat, nor what your um nor for your body, nor for what you shall put on, is not the life more than food, and the body more than clothing. Behold the birds of the air, for they neither soar, sow nor reap nor gather into bonds, and your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of much more value than they? And which of you, by taking a thought, can add his stature by one cubit? And for raiment, why are you solicitous? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They labor not, Neither do they spin, but I say to you, not even in Solomon, in all his glory, was ever arrayed, arrayed such as one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and gone tomorrow, cast into the oven, how much more to you, O ye of little faith? Be not solicitous, therefore, what you shall eat and what you shall drink, or what you shall be clothed. For these things do the heathens seek. 
For your Father knows what you have need of, and all these things. Seek, therefore, first the kingdom of God and his justice, and all these shall be added unto you. And after that comes the Apostles' Creed. The Offertory is Psalm 33, verses 8 through 9. The introduction says, The angel of the covenant was famous for his relations with the patriarchs and the Jewish people. He remained close to God's people and their halts in the wilderness and added them whenever they called upon them. He represents the protection which Almighty God surrounds the souls of the just who put their trust in him. The angel of the Lord shall encamp around them, and that... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me repeat that. The, the angel of the Lord shall encamp around them that fear him and shall deliver them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is sweet. The secret says, Grant we beseech you, O Lord, that the saving victim we offer may both atone for our sins and appropriate for us your almighty power through our Lord. The communion is St. Matthew, the gospel according to St. Matthew, verse I'm sorry, chapter 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all things shall be added to you, says the Lord. The, co the post-communion says, May your sacraments, O God, at all times purify and strengthen us through them that we may obtain eternal salvation through our Lord. This is the end of this Mass. God bless you.